he just decides to deal with her. And it just ends. Oh my gosh. There's no way. There's no way. But I, I don't know. I just... Okay. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Anyhow, hi everyone, welcome to The Bachelor. I'm just kidding. Uh, welcome to I Think This Is Love. I'm your host, Cherie. And today with me is my good friend, Celeste. Celeste, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us how, how I know you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I am Celeste Ryan, and I know Cherie because I went to college with her. She was a sweet little baby freshman when I was a senior. <laughs> um, so... I've known her since she was 18, which oh also feels crazy. But yeah, since then, I've worked in Res Life, and now she's in Res Life, which is also really cool. Um, but now I have an Etsy business, Made Whole Collective, where I make Enneagram artwork. That's that's me. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And we live down the street from each oh other. Oh my word. It's Just great. around the corner. I love it. Okay. So... Can you give us your status update? This is just your relationship status and how you feel about it. I am very married. Very happily <laughs> married. <laughs> I am very married. Very, very married. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, so it is time for our friend date. So this is just a string of semi-personal questions and you just answered to the best of your ability. Perfect. So if you had an autobiography, what would be the title? Mm, laughing my way through an uphill climb (laughs) that's there it is (laughs) i feel like there were just like three different titles that you put all together oh i love it it's it's something it's great it's perfect okay in a movie about your life which actress would play you Mm. the first one that comes to mind is rashida jones but that doesn't really feel accurate but i'm gonna go with it yeah yeah she's biracial she is biracial yes Perfect. And then who would play your love interest and her co-star? I like to say that my husband, Nathaniel, reminds me of Chris Hemsworth in his prime. Oh. Like my husband. Yeah, their faces they both are have actually... Like the, like the football player yeah, vibe. Kind of yeah. just like... Yeah. Yeah. Especially when Nathaniel had long hair. So... Yes. Mm-hmm. Thor. So yeah, I would say Chris Hemsworth. I loved your engagement pictures when you all both just had your like curly crazy locks. curls it yeah was, it was everything good times good i was times. obsessed okay only child or siblings mm. this is an interesting question for me because i definitely have three siblings but i was an only child until i was 10 so i feel like i operate thinking about like birth order i operate as an only child okay. but i'm also an oldest because i have like my closest sibling is He's 17. Wow. Oh, he just turned 18. So he's 10 years younger than me. And then, so 18, 16, 14. Wow. So I feel like an only child, but also like an oldest. So. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. If your life had a soundtrack, what would be the theme song? I feel like it's hard because there's so many layers to people. Like mm-hmm. when I think about my, it's like, yeah, there's like layers of me that that song fits. But any, I'm going to go with the first thing that came to mind, which was shut up and dance by walk the moon yeah right yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay beach or mountains um, i'm gonna say mountains yeah like i think i get bored on the beach interesting it's really i mean it's obviously gorgeous and warm but i don't like sand really and i get really bored like just laying there um and i get really cold in the water and we went on vacation to colorado this summer and i loved every second of it yeah being in the mountains and seeing the mountains and hiking, I liked it more than I thought I would. So I'm going to go with mountains. Amazing. I'm surprised by that answer for myself. Really? Yeah. Mm, okay. That I would not have said that even like a year ago. Really? Yeah. Do you think it's just because you all like went over the summer? I think so. Yeah. I don't, I think I've like found a new, in, well, maybe in the last couple of years, I've found a love for hiking that I didn't really know I had. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So, in thinking about dating, you can think back to when you were dating. Um, what was the most attractive and least attractive trait in someone you were looking to date? Dating. That feels so long ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's funny because my husband is not necessarily, like, an attention-seeking person. But thinking about me before I met my husband, I was always attracted to the, like, really loud guys who, like, always had people around them and drawn to them just because they were very like they got attention because of their personalities um it's funny now because I feel like that's one of the most annoying things in the world to me (laughs) so I just feel like for me that was like a 
just for, not that that's a bad thing, but that was just for me an immaturity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because it felt like if I got their attention, yeah, like if I got their attention, then I must be worth something. So that says more about me than about, oh, that's really sad. I'm glad no, I've grown. I mean, I feel like that's relatable, though. Totally. Like, I I feel like I've generally been drawn to people who are very, like, charismatic mm-hmm. and very charming. Mm-hmm. And then I just am like, okay, this is not going to work. But at first, definitely, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then what I was not attracted to, I think, probably, like, really, really quiet guys. Yeah, I think, and that's more, again, just a me thing. Like, generally, people who are really quiet I don't I get stressed out because I don't know how to engage them mm-hmm. and that was even I mean even after years of working in res life and being a resident director I always had a harder time with my quieter students because I couldn't tell like what how they yeah just in general like what are you thinking how are you receiving this like yeah yeah so it's just harder for me yeah okay how would you define a date I think both people have to know it's a date for it to be a date does like, it have to explicitly be said I think so. I think it should be. Maybe it doesn't have to be, but I think it's, I'm someone who, like, communication is very important to me, um, and, like, I initiated my husband and I's DTR when we were, <laughs> like, we literally had been talking for, like, a week, talking, lol, what a, what a funny concept. Anyways, but we had, <laughs> and I just was finally like, okay, what's happening here? And he was like, we just started. <laughs> I didn't know we were there yet. Um, but I, so communication is really important to me. So I do think it's important that both people know, hey, that we are going on a date and this is something intentional. Um, and we're going to get to know each other. And yeah, so I think for me, it's like, I would rather know exactly what's happening than like spend time wondering like what was that or what was the purpose or why are we doing this Mm -hmm. yeah 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 definitely um so if you had to ask someone out on a date right now Mm -hmm. how would you do it and what would you say oh my goodness I have no idea I feel so like out of touch with like this part of myself really yes because I don't feel like I ever even really dated you know Uh, like Mm -hmm. college Christian college culture is such like hey we go on a date <laughs> and then we're married <laughs> like forever so I think I I don't even know if I ever yeah I do not resonate with like in general dating culture it fascinates me mm-hmm. so when I think of like oh what would I do it's just like that's totally new to me um I think I would just be honest like hey I think you're really cool and I would love to get to know you better and see what happens yeah would you want to go on a date with me I feel like that's a very, like, normal thing. Great. Perfect. <laughs> you did great. That's the test. Um, okay, can you describe what your dream date would be? I love food, so anything that involves really good food, but also doing something fun together, I think that's really important, um, especially when you're just getting to know someone, too, because um, if, yeah, I don't like going on, on a movie date. For me, that's like, I don't feel like I know you any better. We just like sat next to each other for two hours in the dark and watched a movie. But that's just me. I know I'm also someone who I probably ask overly personal questions way too fast. So <laughs> I, I would like to be able to talk to them. But also, so when I think of, yeah, the thing that's coming to mind is like going to like a putt-putt and go-kart place. And, like, then going out for dinner or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That'd be fun. I love that. Okay. So what was something that was um, immediately attractive or immediately repelling, like, on a date? If someone didn't seem, like, just seemed a little, like, self-absorbed, like, they didn't ask any questions of me, um, I do remember that, and this was more, yeah, like, guys I, like, would hang out with in college, um, I... Yeah, just being on, I mean, hanging out. I wouldn't even call them dates because it was like, we're in your dorm room and we're sitting on the couch. (laughs) Um, But um, if it seemed like they were just wanting to talk about themselves, that Mm -hmm. was very unattractive to me, like not interested in actually getting to know me. Um, So asking questions um, is, I guess, like a – wait, what did you ask? Like Repelling. Yeah, repelling. Not asking questions is repelling. Asking questions would be attracting, I suppose. And then in addition to that, 
when they were on their phone a lot mm. and when it seemed like do you have somewhere else you would rather be yeah other people you would rather be hanging out with which I also know sometimes is used like when people are nervous they like get on their phone so I always tried to give them the benefit of the doubt for like a little bit but if it would they continued to be on their phone it's like Mm, I don't really feel like you want to hang out with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really, that's a popular answer mm. that I've gotten is like the being on the phone thing. And I feel like if people pull out their phone, it's just instantly like, it's just hard to like mm. want to connect because it's like, I feel like this is a distraction mm-hmm. or an interruption. Yeah. But that's a really popular answer, which I feel like that's a good thing. Mm-hmm, I agree. That we're like kind of all on the same page. For sure. <laughs> okay. So what is a non-negotiable for you? I think when I began, before I began my relationship with my husband, kind of had a, like, realization of a lot of what my non-negotiables were because I dated a lot of the wrong guys. And so realizing, I think I was able to process um, a lot of why they were the wrong guys. And so I I feel like I actually knew what my non-negotiables were going into my relationship with my husband, which made it a lot different than my previous relationships. Um, But I think a big one would be a willingness and a desire to meet my needs. Not, you know, and obviously, like, I think there's, like, a sense of I, sh- there are, I shouldn't expect one singular person to meet all of my needs. But if I say to someone, hey, like, it actually doesn't feel very loving when you do this, and this is something that would make me feel loved more and that I need. Like, I had had relationships in the past where they are like, well, that's stupid. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And my husband was very much, I mean, at the time, we were dating um very much someone who like wanted to love me in the way that I needed to be loved and I think that said a lot to me about who he was so yeah yeah I think the whole notion of having needs is very interesting Mm -hmm. in talking about relationships and it's something that I think about a lot and um for those of my listeners who know that I have a tattoo uh the the story behind it is very aligned with like the concept of having needs in relationships and being able to express those and Mm -hmm. not feel bad about that and um I just think it's yeah I think it's interesting because I I don't know if it's like a gendered thing um or just a relationship thing in general Mm -hmm. to feel like having needs is the same as being needy Mm -hmm. um in a negative way and yeah I just I just know from I think both like stories from friends of mine but also personal experience like yeah it definitely is super important to be able to express needs in relationships mm-hmm. but I just yeah all that to say I think it is a very interesting part of relationships mm-hmm. okay so thinking back when you were into someone what were the telltale signs that you were into them um I would get really giggly around that <laughs> which feels so annoying now that I like <laughs> think about it um but I would just, like, laugh a lot when I was around them. Um, Yeah, because I enjoyed being around them. I was very – I did not keep it to myself. So I feel like it was always known pretty quickly because I could not – like, it was just like (laughs) a, okay, I like this person. I need to talk about it. (laughs) Um, So I feel – I mean, even the fact – like, I would say that very quickly on and having a crush on someone Mm. that I I would express it to someone else. Because also I know that I – back I used to – my heart would get excited very quickly. And so sometimes I needed my friends to be like, no, he's an idiot or like, he's a jerk. No, don't, don't, don't do that. So yeah, I feel like I talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that one because I do that. (laughs) Like I, I think I've always wished that I could be the person who is like, what crush? Like, I don't like anyone and just keep it to myself. But I just feel like that takes half the fun yeah, out of it. Like, definitely. if you can't talk about it with other people, I don't know. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, okay. <laughs> this is a pretty obvious question, but have you ever been in love? Yes. <laughs> I have. How did you know that you were in love? Hmm. I think I had thought I'd been in love a lot of other times. And... I think after being in love and being loved by my husband was able to say like no I had no idea what love and being in love was um and I mean I think it goes into the whole like what it really is like is infatuation the same as being in love or um but yeah I think with Nathaniel it really was 
the first time that it felt real and I felt known and like I didn't have to hide any part of myself and still feel like he knew me like deeply and still loved me and I think that having that was when I knew I was in love with him Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so kind of along with that have you ever had your heart broken Mm, yes big time I used to be such an idiot with relationships like (laughs) such so many just like sad sad devastating stupid celeste stories um but yes oh my goodness I mean my first boyfriend was in high school and that ended terribly and was like I mean we only dated six months and then it was probably like six months after that of like deep heartbreak and probably got into like depression it was bad but I think I was very unhealthy then and a lot of my identity was wrapped up in him so I didn't know who I was without that relationship and then in college I was in a couple more relationships um learned a lot from that first one but still they were probably not healthy, but it was never as bad as that first time. Um, yeah. Had some mutual breakups. Like, tr- I know that people say there's no such thing, but it had some truly, like, man, this isn't the right thing. Um, had one in college that was another heartbreak. But, yeah, then met Nathaniel my senior year. So, Yeah. Okay. Can you tell me your most memorable date story, or if you don't have one, about your first kiss? Yeah, so the, the weekend... Yeah, the day story I'll go with is the weekend that my husband and I got engaged. Um, he had been planning to propose that weekend and basically just told me, um, hey, set this weekend aside. I'm planning a surprise for you. Um, and then it was – but I knew nothing about it. And then, like, two weeks before, his sister said, oh, so you guys are going to New York in a couple weeks. And I was like – I didn't know that but so that that (laughs) surprise was already ruined um and then the following weekend so a week later one of his friends called while we were on the like hanging out together and his phone volume was turned all like all the way up so you know how you can hear sometimes through an iphone if you're not even if you're not listening and his friend was like so you doing it next weekend are you gonna ask her (laughs) and it was just I mean it was just I mean we'd been talking about marriage for a while so it's very obvious but so that was like the lead up but then the actual weekend itself um I knew nothing. I still knew nothing. He proposed at Niagara Falls, um, and his aunt, who is who we were staying with in um, in New York, said, "So did you guys bring your passports to go to the Canadian side of the falls?" And I was like, "Oh, we're going to Niagara Falls." So he was. I mean, it was. Just, I think just for him, it was just kind of this like thing after thing after thing. And then when we actually got there, I almost passed out. Oh my gosh. And then because I my sugar levels were really wonky, and then. Um, what his plan to propose was to do it on the deck that overlooks the falls. I don't know if you've been there at all, but it was there was some kind of like high school tour going on. <laughs> so normally it's like you can find a spot to stand, but there was it was literally like shoulder to shoulder, multiple rows. You couldn't there was nowhere to stand. So he was like, Well crap, what am what am I gonna do? So he took me to this garden and it I mean it was just like the the saddest little garden ever and he finally he literally <laughs> before he proposed said screw it and then like got down on one knee and proposed <laughs> and it was because it was just like thing after thing after thing and he was like I'm done like I'm done <laughs> this is what it's gonna be and it was perfect so I love yeah I love looking back on our engagement story which literally like nothing went according to Nathaniel's plan it was not a surprise and he was not able to do it in the place he wanted to. And I was also super hangry and I didn't feel good. So it was just like, the, yeah, it was bad. So, man. Yeah. That's really funny. Wow. Okay. What does friendship mean to you? Hmm. Uh, the first, I think the first word that comes to mind for me when I think about friendship is a sense of like mutuality in the relationship. So, um, I don't know if that means necessarily like you're both getting something out of it or there's like a mutual sharing or, um, it's not like one person giving, one person taking. It's like a mutual giving and taking. Um, and, yeah, and I, I mean, I think that's still very true in, like, relationships across genders, too. Um, yeah, and I think there's all – for me, I think fun is very much a part of friendship, too, um, whether that's playing games or just laughing together or doing silly things. Um, but then there's also – when I think about friendship um, – 
level of depth like maybe that's like what separates like an acquaintance from a friend for me is like I feel like I know them on some level yeah yeah and then kind of along with that what does family mean to you Mm. yeah when I think about family I think about like safety there's a sense of like unconditional love despite what you do like it's just like completely safe to be yourself and be annoying and be obnoxious and to be crazy um and know that you're like fully loved and accepted regardless um yeah I think yeah safety is really I think the biggest thing for me yeah so do you feel like your um sense of family has changed at all since being like married and having kids now Mm, definitely definitely I think but yeah I think for me growing up in a pretty unhealthy home and going through two divorces like family was never what I would consider safe or where I found my support or um, what I relied on really in any way I mostly turned to friendships to kind of have those needs met Um, and so yeah when Nathaniel entered my life and then having children as well um, that's definitely I would not have defined it as that Mm -hmm. even I mean like six years ago so yeah yeah cool um okay do you believe in soulmates Mm. this is also however you define soulmates yeah for sure um that's such an interesting question I think Nathaniel and I have talked about this and he and I actually have different views on it and so he kind of got upset with me um I don't know I mean I think I probably more believe in compatibility and that there's probably a lot of people out there that we each could end up with um, I think from my faith background, I would say there's probably a person we're intended to be with, maybe, like if we're intended to be with someone. Um, but I don't know if I would consider that person a soulmate. I think soulmate to me holds a connotation of like they complete you and they're perfect <laughs> for you in every way. And I just don't think that's real. I don't mm-hmm. think that's realistic. I think in my experience, relationships are more about making it work and continuing to get to know the person and love them in ways that are often not easy um, and require a lot of like self-sacrifice and so I I feel like there's a connotation of like ease that comes with a soulmate where it's like it's just perfect and everything works out and it's I just don't think that's real I think Nathaniel and I are pretty well suited for one another compatibility wise definitely Um, and we get along well Um, but I, that doesn't mean it's ever been easy. I mean, they're, okay, I shouldn't say ever. It, there have been points that have been really easy, but there have also been points that have been really difficult and that have required a lot of figuring out one another and relearning each other as we grow and develop into new people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess in that sense, I would say no. I do not believe in soulmates. Um, yeah, I believe that we can be compatible with certain people, but I think any kind of love requires self-sacrifice that I don't know if I personally believe soulmates leaves room for Mm. if that makes any sense yeah yeah how do you think Nathaniel would answer he I feel like actually okay so when we, we first talked about this when we were dating and I said that essentially probably with different I don't think I said the because I didn't know, you know, the self-sacrificing right. part because we hadn't had that part of our relationship. But I more said, I think there's a lot of people we could each end up with. And I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I found you. And he was like, oh, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> and he was very set on, like, no, I think we are meant to be together, uh, which is so precious. And I love that <laughs> pure in heart little boy. Uh, <laughs> but I think he probably would now say, yeah, like he would probably agree that we can make it work with anyone if we're willing to set aside ourselves, um he would agree with that but I do think he would still hold to but I think we're like meant for a person Mm. yeah which (laughs) is sweet romantic heart (laughs) (laughs) I love that okay um so really in any type of relationship whether you want to think about dating or marriage or family or friendship um what do you think is the most challenging part about being in relationships Mm. I think the fact that we're both like human and with that comes selfishness and just like making mistakes and um, having to yeah continue not having to continue but choosing to continue to love someone even when they've hurt you or even when 
you're mad at them or you don't like them very much (laughs) for that day or week or month or whatever it is. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely things that are super easy about relationships, but I think I think continuing to choose the same person once you know them, like, intimately is just hard. And I think even as a person, like, as I mean, as a person, and just pause, it feels really scary to, like, be known that deeply. And I've only, I mean, I've only been married five years now. Um, and so I know that we'll continue to get to know each other more intimately. But I think there's something really fearful about letting someone know you that deeply because there's always the, for the fear of like if they know me too much, then they won't love me anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's yeah, I guess I would say it's like the hardest thing for sure about being in a relationship. But also the most beautiful thing is the fact that like I know Nathaniel, I know the things that are the greatest about him I know the things that are the absolute worst about him and that drive me crazy and that make me want to punch him in the face but like choosing to continue to love him mm-hmm. and knowing that he can be better than those like worst things about him and for the same the same for him like him knowing those worst things about me and pushing me to be better than that yeah I think yeah. so it's really really hard like super hard crazy hard to be broken people in relationship with each other and figuring that out and having to choose someone else's desires over your own every day when you just want to be selfish most of the time. At least I do, just being honest. Um, but it's also, like, so – it's easily the most worth it thing mm. I've ever done. And Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kind of answers, like, my follow-up question, which is, like, what is the most um, fulfilling part mm. about it? Yeah, definitely that. Yeah. I mean, I think – there's such a like a sense of rest that comes from being known that deeply yeah Yeah. just like a sense of like yeah just being completely loved yeah and I think it still is really scary for me honestly yeah um I think that goes back to a lot of my personal trust issues but yeah I think I always am so thankful for the times that I like let him into things that feel too big or too scary Mm -hmm. because it's always ends up being what I need yeah yeah it kind of like makes me think of like breathing Mm -hmm. and that sometimes around people especially new people that you don't have like a super strong connection with it almost feels like holding your breath Mm -hmm. and like just trying to be this very like put together kind of person Mm -hmm. but with someone who like really knows you it's like you can just exhale Mm -hmm. (laughs) so true um yeah uh so what scares you most about love hmm and that can be, like, a similar or the same answer yeah. or it could be different. It probably would be that same thing. I think being known so intimately by another person, it's easy. I think my natural is to hide the parts of myself that I, like, don't view as lovable. Um, or I feel like I, I have <laughs> – I'm constantly – something I had to realize about myself probably about a year ago now is that I, in every – relationship I've ever been in even I mean like with other women or you know just friendships I have always figured out what does this person even not even like consciously but figured out what does this person want from me and what do they not want from me so I just constantly was shaping myself into like who I thought I needed to be in order to be loved so I definitely think what scares me the most about love is just being me just like fully being not shaping anything not trying to hide anything or fix anything but and obviously you know I'm not saying there's not room for growth like obviously that's not what I'm saying but more um just letting myself be yeah as I am with another person I think is so scary Mm. but so good yeah yeah so then in the end of all of it what makes love worth it Mm, probably yeah, that sense of, like, rest and safety that I mentioned, like, with family and the rest that comes from, like, knowing another person that well and being known and loved is, yeah, just being able – I mean, yeah, what you were saying, too, like, being able to exhale ne- with someone who is mm-hmm. just, like, I don't have to put on any mask. I don't have to be anything other than, like, who I am because I'm loved here. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That's the friend date. Perfect. Okay, it is time for first date do's and don'ts. Okay. So, if you could give us a first date do and a first date don't. Mm-hmm. 
ado. Wow, I feel like this is going to go right back to my part of my friend date. But ado, I would say, is to be intentional, ask good questions, really try to get to know them because why are you on a date if you're not going to get to know them? I mean, I think that, yes, there's like a point to like having fun. Um, I think that's important too because you have to know if you can have some fun with someone. But also, why go on another date if you don't know them you know um and then let yourself be known to like open up appropriately obviously don't be inappropriately vulnerable um and a don't don't be on your phone yeah just like put it away great yeah amazing okay celeste it is time for the topic of the week Mm. and we're talking about relationships naturally because that's what this whole podcast is about but celeste do you want to introduce your topic and why you wanted to talk about it for sure I think something that I have been thinking a lot about, I mean, over several years since really Nathaniel and I started dating, um, and it was the way that Nathaniel is a huge part of my story of growth um, and how how I grew into the person that I am today. Um, and yet there was such a sense of shame about that for so long because I think our culture um, tells us that we – yeah, we shouldn't – There should. I feel like there's almost this, like, imposed sense of independence placed on us where it's, it's like you should you should be who you're supposed to be, which I – okay. And I also want to say there's some truth to some of these things. I'm not, like, at all saying these things are bad because there is a level of truth, but I think it needs to be a little bit more both and than yeah. it is. But I think there's a – there's this idea of you need to be the best version of yourself and take care of yourself before you enter into a relationship. Um, and that's really true. But also, I, as a Christian, I would say God gives us relationships to help us grow. You know, the idea of like iron sharpening iron. Um, we we grow in relationship. We don't grow independently. We don't grow as single people. Um, we grow when other people are challenging us and supporting us and like giving us what we need. And so, yeah, a huge part of my story would be that Nathaniel very much came alongside me in a really hard season of my life um, and is a lot of the reason why I am the woman that I am today because he gave me a sense of stability that I had never really had before and so from that stability came confidence and a deeper understanding of myself and a deeper ability to cope with some of the things that were happening in my personal life with my family Um, and yeah I think for me I for many years after Nathaniel and I started dating, I worked with college-age women. And so I had the hardest time telling them. Like, they would ask me, like, oh, how do you think that you got from, like, point A to point B? Like, when they would hear my story of, like, how do you think you got from, yeah, being depressed and suicidal to being this woman who was able to help other women go through these things? Um And I think I felt really embarrassed of the answer for a long time, Mm -hmm. that the answer was, well, I mean, yes, a lot of it was I was in counseling for a long time, and I was, like, taking care of myself. And, you know, I'm not saying that it was Nathaniel, but honestly, a huge part of it was Nathaniel, and there was this sense of, well, I can't tell that to college-age women. Now, I still maybe stand by some of that because I think some college-age women – we're not ready to hear those words of like, well, like my now husband is what helped me um, get from point A to point B because I think it maybe gives them, I think in their unhealthy view of relationship for some of them, not saying all of them, not call all college age women, but for some of them hearing that would give them an excuse to like have a codependent relationship or to enter into something that's not healthy, if that makes any sense. But I think I'm a firm believer that we grow as we are in relationship with others. I'm thinking of that Ben Platt song, Grow As We Go. Oh my gosh. (laughs) If you have not heard that song, and more specifically, if you've not watched that music video, please look it up. Grow As We... What is it? Grow As We Go. Yes. Yeah. Grow As We Go by Ben Platt. So good. A tearjerker. Tearjerker. A beautiful song. Beautiful. Gives me chills every time. Yes. And honestly, I think that song is what made me start thinking about it. Because I was like, why is it that I have felt this sense of shame of Nathaniel being a part of my story and I think that also came from some mentors saying things like well you know I think 
like make sure that you're not like do, doing too much of your growing in that relationship mm-hmm. so that uh, yeah I think and I do I understand where they're coming from with that advice because I think there was a fear of like apart from Nathaniel I wouldn't ha- like if he like left my life I wouldn't have that growth anymore but I'm I think knowing myself now like six seven years later I have the confidence saying no like I think I was strong enough at that point to like be okay if we had ended and like still have that growth. He, it wasn't like pivotal that he was a, a part of my life for that growth to be there, but he was the catalyst for a lot of growth, if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important. I think that's okay. And I think it, it makes me sad that a lot of our culture makes us feel like that's bad. Yeah. yeah. That's so fascinating to me because I do – I feel like it is very, like, almost both directly, like, like you're saying, from mentors or mm-hmm. people that we, like, have conversations with and looked up to, but it's also, like, very indirect in this, like, you got to get yourself together and you have to be the best version of yourself or even, like, so I know faith for you is, like, a big part of your story and this mm-hmm. story, um, but, yeah, like, being in a very, like, I don't know, like, Western Christian environment, there is this notion of, like, well, God's not going to bring you someone until you are at your best, and that was always, like, very stressful for me to think about, Um, but I also think it's interesting because I think it is very much, like, language around dating relationships and romantic relationships versus like any other kind because like I think Mm. about um like my two years in grad school it just was a struggle like the Mm -hmm. whole two years and when I'm talking about it like I usually credit my like ability to get through and like my survival of those two years to like my friends and no one has a problem with it like me being like the only reason that I didn't like drop out or the only reason that I didn't completely like lose myself and break down was because of like the friends that I have but if I were to be like oh it's because of my boyfriend like that would feel like a whole different conversation and I think maybe a little bit of it is that like there's a difference between having like one person you know versus like a group of people but Mm -hmm. even still like I feel like even if I'm like it was my best friend like it's because my best friend was around that I Mm -hmm. like didn't completely collapse like no one would bat an eye but it's like if I said like this person I'm in a relationship with is like what got me through like it's immediately super negative Mm -hmm. and I I think that's really interesting and I think it also maybe plays into why people like downplay friendships Mm. and kind of like put romantic relationships on a pedestal Mm. like I feel like it goes the opposite way like of um like relationships have so much more power like dating relationships have so much more power and influence in your life and are so much more important and that's why you can't like completely lean on that person Mm -hmm. when it's like it's just a type of relationship like yes it does typically change like the course of someone's life because like if you get married like (laughs) you're with that person forever but like I don't know I just I think a lot of that growth and a lot of that change can also come from other relationships Mm -hmm. but it just isn't like looked at as such a big deal Mm um so yeah I'm curious to know like how do you I guess personally like how do you differentiate between like this is a relationship where I'm growing and where this person's challenging me and maybe it is a really hard season and they are just kind of being like my support system versus like this is like codependent Mm -hmm. and very unhealthy um and like not I guess safe Mm -hmm. I think I think yeah kind of going back to what I said about knowing that if he had left, I think even in that time, I had the awareness that like, yeah, if this relationship ends, I'm going to still be okay. I think there's that when it's codependent, there's this idea of like, I'm not, I literally, you know, when people say I literally can't live without this person. It's like, yes, there's like, we, I feel like we, we throw that around a lot. But like when people are like, no, I literally, like, I literally can't like function without this person. Um, That's, that's problematic. That's probably (laughs) codependent. (laughs) Um, But I think I had the awareness even then and definitely with hindsight now that no I would have been okay like I was I was strong and in, independent enough in healthy ways that I could have I would have been heartbroken obviously I mean I love I love Nathaniel and I loved Nathaniel at that time um it would have been really sad if the relationship ended but I had the awareness that like I, my identity is not in this relationship and I'm going to be okay if yeah. this relationship ends but I think 
thinking, even thinking when going back to that very first relationship that I talked about in high school, um, my first heartbreak experience, that was very codependent. Like I literally, I mean, I literally was not functioning Mm -hmm. without him. Um, And so maybe it's even the fact that I've experienced both that like helps me see like, nope, that's codependence. And that is just a healthy relationship where you're challenging the other person and pushing them to grow um, and supporting them. And yeah, so I would say for me, I, yeah, I think that's the difference. Yeah. Did you, like, when you're in that relationship, I know you, like, kind of talked about it a little bit, but did you have a lot of people who are, like, telling you that that was not, like, a good situation? No. I mean, I think it was high school, so we didn't really know. Yeah. I was 16, and we had no idea, like, what relationships looked like and what was a good – and that was around the time. LOL, this is really funny, but honestly, I think pretty – pretty pivotal that was around the time like twilight came out like oh. really so like i like yeah. was like this is you know twilight is like a normal relationship oh my quote gosh unquote. um obviously not super codependent super unhealthy gave high school girls very unrealistic expectations for what a relationship should and could be and i remember i did remember hearing like parents say like this is really unhealthy or like this is this is not what you want in a relationship but i think it wasn't said enough like definitely I mean it was just like that was what everybody was talking about was like the Twilight books and then the movies came out and then it was that was like my whole high school experience literally it was like those books coming out um and so to me it felt normal and to all my friends what I was yeah it was just like a normal relationship and even how we how I responded to the breakup felt normal because if if you remember that's how Bella responded yeah. <laughs> she literally the pages were just, just like the month like, just like blank pages <laughs> so yeah I think I just I really I remember reading that and thinking this is me like this is this is what I'm experiencing um, but yeah no that's not normal so I mean it's interesting how much even like our society and media and culture plays a role in all of that yeah yeah definitely oh man I it's it is interesting like working with college students and I think college students specifically because it is a very like it's like college is like an incubator I -hmm. think for people Mm -hmm. and it is like this interesting time in young adulthood where you're figuring out like okay like what is good for me what is healthy um what is normal what is like out of the norm or whatever and like I have students that I work with and have talked to um who like they talk to me about their relationships and I honestly like struggle to figure out how to have those conversations because like there's a part of it where it's like yes I think it's okay to like depend on people like I think Mm -hmm. it's okay to have like relationships that are interdependent and Mm -hmm. you both are kind of relying on each other but then being like oh you know what this also kind of sounds like you might not be okay if this right. ends yeah. and like how how do we like get how do we get to a place if at all possible where it's not like that and I guess yeah I wonder um like what it looks like for people who are maybe like in codependent relationships mm. and like is there hope for that to change and move to a more like healthy kind of place and like what that looks like I don't know and I feel like there's also not maybe part of it too going back to why there's such a stigma around it is that we don't know how to talk to the couples that are codependent. We, yeah. we have no idea how to say, like, hey, that's maybe not healthy. Like, none of us say anything. Yeah. We just kind of let it happen. Maybe parents or, like, a very close mentor. But I'd say for the most part, even, like, I had friends who was like, that's probably not healthy, but we I think we didn't know how to talk to them about it. Yeah. Um, so I think there's always that fear surrounding like well you don't want it to become this because and that's probably why a lot of people put that pressure on relationships to not fill those needs you know because we don't know how to talk about it yeah yeah oh man it's just it it feels so complicated Mm -hmm. because it's like you also just don't know how those relationships are like for those individuals Mm because I feel like they're probably couples who on the outside or to everyone else look very like normal or Mm -hmm. healthy or like I don't know people that you'd be like oh couple goals to and (laughs) really like it's a terrible relationship but like how do you like where do you draw the line I guess Mm -hmm. and how do you decide I'm being like a good friend by telling them this versus like I'm just 
like shaming them Mm. and I don't know that's hard yeah and it's such a fine line too Mm -hmm. yeah it really is like the line between healthy healthy dependence and like codependence it's really such like a fine yeah yeah I do think it's interesting um also what you kind of talked about earlier but like again the idea that before you even go into a relationship you have to kind of like have it all together and Mm -hmm. be your best version and I just think that is not realistic no like I think if you're waiting around to have it all figured out and have yourself all figured out like that's just not going to happen because it's like relationships are like a mirror like you are looking at totally yourself almost and not not that that person is like you but like it just reflects a lot about you that you wouldn't know until you're like in that relationship totally and I think it too creates this like not good enough mentality surrounding relationships that we have when it's like well if I'm not in one that means I'm just like not good enough yet and I need to keep working on me and keep you know yeah and that is also not true maybe it's just not the right time or maybe it's just you're waiting for that person or yeah yeah Mm. instead of like viewing it as oh I'm not good enough yeah Yeah. how did you like because it I mean it kind of sounds like you are a little bit past that shame I guess how did you kind of like work that out Mm -hmm. and um get to I guess the understanding that you have now yeah I think a lot of it was sharing my story I think um when I was in res life each year we kind of shared our life story so for five years in a row right after Nathaniel and I started dating I remember those early years not knowing how to talk about it um, and not wanting to talk about it in a way that was like glorifying relationships and or whatever. Um, but then I think at each year as I had like more space from it, from like that being in that part of my story where it's like Nathaniel is a huge part of this and um, was able to process it more each. I think it was actually, as I look back now, it's really cool to see how each year it changed a little bit until mm-hmm. the last year I was able to say, you know, like this is, I think it's a huge part of my story and I'm really thankful for the fact that that God brought him into my life when he did and for the ways that he used him, him being Nathaniel, God used Nathaniel to make me the person that I am today um, and how much that changed from the beginning when it was like, and then I started dating Nathaniel and that was really good. <laughs> yeah, and how I could just be, like had the freedom to be more honest Um because I had the like hindsight to know like that's okay and I even I think when I shared my story with students would even say like I feel like it makes me nervous to like say this but this is just the reality of how God used this person in my life and I think I always use that opportunity to say um but that doesn't mean that we should be in an unhealthy relationship you know like I kind of like use that opportunity to kind of express even what I'm expressing now of like there's a difference between codependency and like healthy dependence yeah um yeah 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 definitely um so Celeste is there anything else that you want to talk about on this subject I don't think so okay yeah cool sweet thank you for sharing all of that Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's one of those topics that it's not like it's necessarily like hard to talk about but Mm -hmm. I think it's hard to like it's just gray Mm -hmm. like it's so gray and so it's like there's not any real solid like advice or answers that you can give to people other than like know yourself like be self-aware and also like be honest with people who you know might not be in healthy relationships Mm -hmm. but like in a way that is like obviously loving um and also not people that you're not actually close to Mm -hmm. Like, you know, actually, one thing that I think helps um, when talking about those relationships, at least in the context of, like, me and my students that I talk to, Mm -hmm. is, like, instead of telling them what I think, like, asking a lot of questions. Asking good questions, yeah. Yeah. And, like, asking questions that kind of get at, like, do you think that you would be okay if they, like, weren't around? And how does Mm -hmm. that make you feel? Totally. And, like, yeah. As you were talking, that's exactly what I was thinking, too, how... Yeah, asking leading questions. <laughs> LOL at our, like, res life, like, <laughs> mindset. But really, like, I, I feel like in, in the conversations I had where I was helping, trying to help someone see, like, hey, maybe this isn't the healthiest. It was never me saying, I don't think you're in a healthy relationship. Because <laughs> no one's going to respond well Your to that. Your relationship is bad. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but I think it was helping. Like I asked questions of like, what do you think a healthy relationship look like, looks like? And yeah. then like, how do you see your relationship aligning with that? And where do you not see it aligning with that? And where do you want to see change? You know, just asking questions that help them see, oh, maybe this isn't what I thought it was. Yeah. And maybe we should work on these things. Yeah, definitely. Okay, sweet. Celeste, it is time for the relationship of the week. This is just your parting words of wisdom. It can be related or unrelated to the topic. People just do whatever they want. Okay. I think this is good. This is going to sound really just like hokey or like real or like, I don't know, but it's, it's going to sound, yeah, whatever. I think it, the, the number one thing, and I still suck at it, that I but I've had to learn being married to Nathaniel is every day like choosing him over myself like I know I said that earlier too but that's yeah I think that's and I think that feels really scary for a lot of us because I mean at least it does for me because there's always the fear that like well if I'm like meeting his needs like who's gonna meet my needs but that's a part of like the resting is like trusting that he's doing the same for me that he's like how can I love Celeste more than I can love myself today? And that I, there's something about that that feels so scary. At least, yeah, yeah I don't know about for you, but definitely for me. Um, but I think that's, yeah, that's my number one. I would say that's the biggest thing that has helped our marriage grow and that we've had to come back to over and over again is like, am I loving you more than I'm loving myself? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then we're always, like, it feels like, yeah, that's always such a big indicator of like where we're at marriage wise and when we say yes it's like oh like things are going well like yeah yeah so that's my that's my relationship yeah great celeste thank you so much for sharing thank you um, and being here where can people find you and Mm. your business yeah definitely so my on instagram i'm at celeste hillary two l's in hillary and (laughs) (laughs) my etsy business is at made whole collective so yeah and I'm on Etsy at Made Whole Collective as well um that's me perfect amazing okay everyone uh if you have a question or a comment for the podcast you can go to www.ithinkthisislove.com click on the podcast page and drop me a line so we'll chat next time all right (laughs) that's it